0: Hey Hope Church, welcome back to Hope Church Online. We are gonna continue with our topic of a heart of devotion. Now we're closing out Matthew chapter six, but we're continuing the thread and the takeaway of a healthy understanding, and how a healthy understanding leads to healthy devotion. So we looked at Christ speaking into and about finances, and today we're gonna discuss anxiety, worry, and why we don't have to worry, All right? Now we're still building out this point because the thought and sermon of Jesus has not finished. So a quick review. Last week, I wanted us to realize that Jesus is leading his listeners and us today to focus our minds and our hearts on eternal things, right? To devote our hearts and minds to the provider of all things. And God in the flesh, Jesus, is teaching us a better way of filtering our life, how we live, work, learn, and play for eternal gain. And the process he begins to take us down is by helping us understand the, that, that how we think right, and our process of thinking has to change. We need a new mindset, right? We need a new spirit. We need a new heart. Hence why he starts the Sermon on the Mount with the Beatitudes, right? And then from the Beatitudes in chapter 5, remember, we're still looking at Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. So from the Beatitudes in chapter 5, which are contrary to social and earthly uh, standings, right? He looks into it. He looks at the interactions between each other. He's telling us that there is a higher calling. And so he speaks into, uh, right, murder, but then murder of the heart, right? Uh, Adultery, but what's it mean to look at the heart? Odes and allowing uh, what we say and what we speak to mean what we say and what we speak, right? Caring and loving for the least of these or the poor. It's a mind and a heart that can only be changed by God himself. And praise God that he's given us his Holy Spirit to reside in us, and help us move forward in that change and to filter our life through the gospel. And then we saw that he led us to prayer, right? And prayer aligns every part of who we are to be connected to God's heart and mind. From prayer, he led us to fasting, which I said, fasting brings clarity and reliance on God's heart and mind. And then investing, right? But investing according to God's heart and mind. And really, it's an all-inclusive package. Jesus saying, invest in things of heaven, and you get earth thrown in as well. I love that. So let's look at Matthew chapter 6. We're going to start in verse 24, and we'll end in uh, 34. Matthew 6, 24 through 34. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Healthy understanding leads to healthy devotion. So what do I mean by that? Here's a little unpacking. It's acknowledging who God is and knowing how He works and interacts with us leads us to proper worship. That's what I mean by a healthy understanding leads to healthy devotion. And so Jesus is systematically teaching us and exemplifying to us a framework for a life of worship. When we see Jesus, we see God. When we uh, hear Jesus, We hear God. When Jesus does something, we see God in action, which is why he wraps up his piece on eternal investments with this statement out of 24. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Jesus leaves no room for error or questions. And then he moves from this uh, black and white statement to this word, this transition, therefore. Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. It's a command. Therefore, meaning now that we uh, know, now that we understand a little better about who God is, Right? Since He is the one we are aligning our, our, our minds with, our hearts with, devoting our lives to, loving over all else, we will not be concerned with temporary needs, our daily bread. We will not be thrown into a state of worry. We will not complain over economic concerns and and fear global disarray because a person who is focused on the provider of all things eternal will understand that if God can and will provide for the things that aren't seen and understood, God can and will provide for the things that are seen and understood. So Jesus is not only asking us to not worry or to not become anxious about, he is telling us to not look out for our own interests. What he does want us to do is focus on his kingdom business, on his mission, on looking out for others Right, That that we don't have to give a second thought to what we need. Why? Because then in turn, it allows Him to have our backs and to provide everything that this uh, world has to offer or what we need in this world and the next. It allows God to do what He said He is going to do. It allows God to fulfill His promises and hold true to His word. Verses 31 through 33 of chapter 6. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your, your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you as well i want to i want to look at the word seek what what did jesus mean by that why did he he say that and so to seek is really really telling us that it in order to find out that's what you're searching for right in order to find something out about how someone is thinking what's uh being said here right meditate on these things reason inquire about if you have to Right? Our, our aim is to strive after, to even demand of this kingdom. What is this kingdom and what do you have for us? This is healthy understanding that leads to healthy devotion. And then I love this little phrase that tagged on uh, to Jesus' question in verse 30. So look at verse 30 of chapter 6 with me. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? And here's a little tag. "O you of little faith. You of little faith. Now, Jesus is not stating that in in frustration here. No, what Jesus is saying is that as, as a whole, he's wondering, And asking, have you put your trust in me? He's not calling out our whole belief system that you don't believe in God. No, but what Jesus is saying, I know you believe in God, but now will you also trust in God? Oh, you of little faith. Trust that if God cares for your soul and eternal things, then he will care for the body that houses The soul with the physical things. Hence why Jesus makes a few points in this last portion of chapter six, right? Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? That's verse 25. He says you are worth eternity in verse 26. And then tells us stress. Stress only reduces your life in verse 27. It's not healthy. And so, since God takes care of that which grows from the ground with meticulous and creative care, but also provides for that which lives off the ground with ease and attention, are we not worth more than they, he asks. And the answer is a resounding yes. Yes, you are. Again, you are worth eternity. You are worth everything. Jesus then proves that he is trustworthy and that he is worth our devotion by how he lived and sacrificed himself, namely on the cross, to bridge that gap between you, right, between me and the Father. Jesus presents himself and presented himself then to the people as the provider of life and the sustainer, of life and he is asking us to believe and trust him this is that full devotion that he's speaking of he does doesn't just want us believing in God and trusting in money He doesn't want us believing in God and trusting in our jobs, believing in God but but trusting in the rulers of our land, right? No, Jesus says, believe and trust in, in Him, and in doing so, we can teach others how to also believe and trust in Him, the Father, Jesus, the Son, the gift of the very Holy Spirit to live and reside within believers. A little bit of clarification almost like an olive branch right a a word on on the difference between concern or consideration versus anxiety and worry all right especially in the context of of this whole devotion and money and here's how i like to see it to be concerned or to consider or have consideration this is having wise dealings and advice right that sought out through knowledge and counsel it's it's taking things into account so that our next play right what we do next shows devotion to god even at our own expense even even if there is a sacrifice you're considering you're pondering these things right but anxiety and worry if you find yourself right being troubled in mind in body in heart, and spirit, right? The only only person that should be affected, right, in, in that kind of sense by our beings with fear and trembling is the reverence of God. We should go before God and everything about us, right, gets into this fear and trembling mode, not things of earth. And so if our bodies react in a way that it should only do so in God's presence, then we have an idol issue right living at the expense of others for fear of loss that's what anxiety and worry uh, does it's usually tethered to a position to power to wealth or the pursuit of wealth so jesus is telling us you cannot serve both god and money one of them brings freedom and generosity the other brings anxiety and fear so here are some questions to ponder right some applications to just get yourself primed to moving on and, and filtering these next steps for your life do you find yourself unsettled and anxious about finances and the economy that's what I ask myself And honestly, we we have to be honest with the answer here because an honest answer allows us to know who we are devoted to, especially off of a strong command that Jesus himself gives of you cannot serve both God and money. you got to choose. Where is your devotion? Where is my devotion? So do we find ourselves unsettled and anxious about finances and the economy? Do we find ourselves wishing for the good old days? I love, we looked at uh, Ecclesiastes and, and the wisdom of Solomon last week. And here in chapter 7, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 10, Solomon says this, Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. Again, Ecclesiastes seven ten. Another question that I, I, just, I just find myself pondering now, especially after studying this is, how has our prayer life been? Will, how has your prayer life been? Checking myself, how has my prayer life been with, within my family, right? With my friends and I'm in mean, community group, but specifically just me and the Lord. Ecclesiastes, back to this, the wisdom of Solomon, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, 11 through 14. And I'm going to tie this even into Matthew chapter 6, verse 44. But in Ecclesiastes, Solomon says this wisdom like an inheritance, is a good thing and benefits those who see the sun. Wisdom is a shelter as money is a shelter, but the advantage of knowledge is this. Wisdom preserves those who have it. Consider what God has done. Consideration. Concern yourself with what God has done because there is freedom and generosity there. And so Christ, at the end of of, of Matthew, says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow (laughs) will worry about itself. And guess what? Each day has enough trouble of its own. So again, I I am asking, how is your prayer life? Because prayer aligns every uh, part of who we are to God's, heart and mind for months now and if you don't know this and this is the first time you're seeing this video but hope church for months now we have been preaching about prayer or around prayer i, I was convicted uh even this week about the the prayer times right we, we were uh, praying in the morning and at night at at 9 why for the harvest are your alarms still set for that is my alarm still set for that? Now here, here's why I was convicted. Because I turned my alarm off at some point and totally forgot it. Sarah's alarm, my wife's uh, alarm goes off at 9.30. And I was like, what alarm is that? And she's like, oh, it's for the harvest. We're supposed to pray. And I'm like, well, duh, how, how did I forget? Right, so go back to these little tools. We, we've talked about our, our pie squared cards. Who are we praying for? and investing in, in terms of relationships, and then inviting them in because they may be far from God, but they're near to you. The Lord's Prayer that we looked at, right? We've been asking how can we pray about this year and what God has in store for Hope Church and and next steps, right, and reaching the community. We discussed uh, fasting. Rob encouraged us to find others that we can pray with. Whether it's meeting up at Hutchinson Square at the park or around the water cooler if you work people, right? Or just over lunch or you're just in your community group. But we've been discussing prayer. How have you and I been praying, aligning our hearts and mind with God's? Some of these primers in in application. In giving, does God dictate our budgets or do we dictate? how we give. How has our giving to Hope Church been lately? Sarah and I are asking those questions. Are we truly giving sacrificially? How can I give better? Can I get out of debt so that I can care for others and give better? Question out of this, when we're looking at right anxiety, worry, concern, being mastered by the pursuit of wealth or other idols or being in full, full hearted devotion to God is what's got a grip on our hearts. So much so that you might get anxious about something, right? Have you prayed about it, released it to the Lord? Is there an area of service, right, at Hope Church that you can join in and be a part of? How is your community group growing and praying for the harvest? Have you started and used any of these prayer tools that, we just, that I just listed off and that, you know, I have been uh, given that Rob has been encouraging? Why? Because God wants and desires our devotion. The question is, will we trust Him? not just believe in Him. Pastor Rich Velotta says this, in a world torn by rage and anxiety, one of the greatest gifts followers of Jesus are called to offer is simple, non-anxious presence. Not a presence removed from this reality, but a presence that refuses to be shaped by it. Why? Because we are devoted to Jesus. We have chosen to worship God, not money, or God, insert here. We're making choices every day. Will we be devoted to God the Father, to Christ, to kingdom business, or our own kingdom business? I think the joy and the beauty coming out of all of this is looking at the gift of Christ. When you talk about freedom and generosity, there's no getting away from it, right? When you look at the cross, freedom in the cross, generosity in the cross, When, when Jesus bankrupted heaven, when God bankrupted heaven, when He gave of His Son for you and I. I love John three sixteen to 17. If you have never heard this, I hope you're hearing this for the first time and it just gives you life. But, but here's this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through Him, And so here at Hope Church, we, we ask many times in conversations, have you made Jesus the forgiver of your sins and the leader of your life? Have you committed yourself to him, committed your trust to Jesus? That is a conversation Rob and I would love to have with you. And then in Romans, Paul says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Would you declare Jesus and Lord as Lord and king over your life today. Therefore, we have nothing to worry about. There is no anxiety. Because God has taken care of the eternal things through Christ. He will take care of us here in the present and carry us through into eternity. It's all about Jesus who gives in full freedom Who is rich in mercy who lavishes with grace have you said yes to jesus today family we're here for you we're here to talk and hash this out with you don't do this alone we love you let us look to the lord in prayer Father, first and foremost, we thank you that you have made a way to have conversation with you, to have a relationship with you, and that is through Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the Savior, our Lord. Thank you that you give generously. Thank you that there is freedom in you, and so when we talk about hard things like finances, right, or other idols that might shape us or that we are clinging to. Father God, you don't yell and shout. But you say you're here for us? You're coming alongside us. You're calling us to more. You're calling us to excellence. You lavish us with grace. You're rich in mercy. We just thank you for that. Lord, truly we pray now for those who have maybe have, have, have heard this message of the gospel but never fully committed to it. Holy Spirit, will you speak gently into their lives today? Draw them to yourself. Allow us to have conversations with them today. And then now as we work through, through looking at our budget and looking at money and what grips our hearts. Again, hard conversations, but Jesus, will you draw us gently, speak to us gently, Holy Spirit. And again, allow us to have these conversations with each other. Because you called us a family. You said that we have one name and one Lord and one baptism and one faith. That is under the name Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for calling us to more. And thank you for walking alongside this journey with us. And pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen.